administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I got to tell you, I didn't think we were going to be talking about this speaker story. I had my CIA uh, show that uh, the JFK, CIA killed JFK show uh, lined up, uh, scheduled, slated for this week. Um, But uh, this speaker thing has thrown me off a little bit. Um, I also uh, have a... uh, a COVID show, a COVID-centric show uh, that I have all lined up and a lot of great uh, things to present to you. Um, And these were shows I wanted to do like midweek this week. Um, But uh, we didn't get to those shows yet, but they're all kind of queued up and ready to go. Uh, But uh, we have to get through this speaker. We have to get a speaker first. So that's what we're setting out to do right now. We're trying to get a speaker, and we're trying to create change in, in Washington, and we're trying to get new leadership. Because uh, nothing for nothing, but, you know, uh, there was a new poll that came out, and it says that Ronna McDaniel got, like, a very small number. Uh, it says poll right here. Uh, Daily Caller just put this out. And... It says Republican voters want new GOP leadership, saying Republican members of Congress and the Republican National Committee, RNC, were ineffective in 2022. You think? According to a new poll of 1,078 registered GOP voters, 62.7% thought that the Republican congressional leadership was not effective in electing Republicans during the 2022 primaries. And 68% said that the RNC was not effective according to the Convention of States Action and the Trafalgar Group poll released Wednesday. So most respondents want new leadership in the GOP as only 5.6% of the respondents, 5.6% of the respondents thought RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel should keep her position. Yet she's getting 80-something percent of support within the RNC chambers. 
Talk about the status quo. Why is there this disconnect between the people, we the people? Why is there this disconnect between we the people and our elected officials? And if you are a leader, like, say, Leader McCarthy, GOP leader McCarthy, then if he was truly a leader, he would understand that he needs a consensus, wouldn't he? It doesn't matter. I don't care what Hannity, that loser, says. I don't care what Hannity says. I mean, he he about uh, beat up on Lauren Bobart last night. We're going to play that clip. But Hannity has no business trashing and treating and mistreating Lauren Bobart the way he did. And frankly, I have to say that Trump support and, and even Jim Jordan, two of my favorite politicians on, on the planet, are both endorsing McCarthy. And they're becoming part of the problem. And I'm not going to give Trump a pass on this one. And I'm not going to give Jim Jordan a pass on that one. That is just insult to injury. Now, I know what's going on. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene sold out long time ago to the promises made by Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy is buying his way, just like the Democrats bought their way using FTX dollars. Ukraine donations went into Ukraine, went over to FTX, and Sam Bankman-Fried bailed them out. He doesn't go to court for nine months. Sam Bankman-Fried's not going to court for nine months. What What... What's that about? He's out on bail? $250 million worth of stolen money he comes up with? We got to get this system right. And the power elite in Washington are getting away with murder, rape, incest. I'm not incest, pedophilia. I mean, they're getting rid of all, all of this stuff. They're getting away with it. Where are the Johns associated with G. Lane Maxwell? Who killed Epstein? Why are the tapes not working? And I can go on and on. And this has been going back since JFK was shot. Beyond that. Before that. But ever since the alphabet soup, the CIA, the FBI gained power, we have had nothing but trouble in our country. And we have to do something about it. And Chip Roy and Matt Gates and Lauren Bobart and a whole host of others, and I'm, forgive me for me- missing all of them, but there's 20 of them. Byron uh, Donalds is the man now. And so, you know, and I I actually was, I was playing a lot of Byron Donalds clips, by the way, and nobody's like, who's Byron Donalds? And I was like, he's great. But here's the thing. You have to get rid of this swamp. How is it that 5.6% of the GOP voters, 1,078 registered GOP voters were polled, and 5.6% of them support RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel? I guarantee you that poll reflects the sentiment for McCarthy as well and McConnell. Who is even, I think, the worst of the lot, McConnell. 
He and his wife, Elaine Chow, are getting rich using their uh, shipping company called The Foremost Group, and they're shipping black market military industrial product, uh, military industrial complex product on the black market seas. They're shipping all kinds of stuff. And they're, they're, they're playing off of the fact that they have no bid contracts on these shipping deals. Like when you make a trade deal with the government in China uh, and, and, and supply chain deals. Well, you know, why else would Elaine Chow be, still be with that uh, the, the turtle? I don't know. The guy is not very redeemable or likable, Mitch McConnell. What is the attraction? But um, except for the fact that he controls the purse strings in the Senate and Elaine Chow's family is getting rich off of it. They've been married. I wonder what for for what reason. Of course, it's a business deal. And they're making tons of money. Shipping is the place to be when you're in the Senate. You know, the guy, the third in line, the guy that Ocasio-Cortez beat out, Cromley, also is a shipping mogul. Yeah. What are, what are the odds? So all these people are getting rich. But that poll is telling, <clears throat> which is really at the principal base of my point. And my point is this. Don't let the numbers skew you. Now, there are going to be another election. There's going to be another vote at, at noon today. But let me just say, don't let the numbers fool you. Just because it's 200 to 20, like like the Paul Ryan, Carl Rove propaganda machine, also known as Fox News, they have given endless support to McCarthy. Laura Ingram has done it. Sean Hannity has done it. The only one that deviated from the plan was Tucker Carlson, and I commend him for that. But Fox News, you know, the one that called Virginia a second after the polls closed and the one who called Arizona early that impacted Nevada in 2017, I mean 2020, the 2020 election, they were rigging, they were supporting the rigging of elections. They're never Trumpers. Paul Ryan's a uh, globalist to the hilt, works for the Tenio Group, um, give speeches all over the world. They work for the Carlisle Group. You know, they work for all of these different think tanks, giving speeches that are getting them $100,000 a piece, flying all over the world, red carpet treatment, and pushing a globalist agenda because it gets them rich because that's where the money is. And that is a sad state of affairs. And the CIA is directly involved with the Carlisle Group and the coups that they wage around the world. It's a dirty business. And Paul Ryan is part of it. Part of it. And so is Fox News at this point. They are nothing but a shill for McCarthy right now. What people are failing to realize, folks, and this is the core of my argument, is that the people are failing to realize that never mind that it's 200 for McCarthy and it's 20 for, you know, basically the uh, Matt Gates contingent, you know, the 20 block. 
20 for the block. You have to understand that to be a speaker, to be a leader of the house, you have to have a consensus. And that's what Dan Crenshaw, the guy who calls us an enemy, basically he's using the Hillary Clinton playbook, Dan Crenshaw. And Dan Crenshaw says, we're all deplorables. No, he didn't say that. He said, we're terrorists. Worse. I'd rather think I'd rather be a terrorist, uh, a deplorable than a terrorist. For sure, won't you? Well, Dan Crenshaw, deplorable wasn't bad enough. You're an enemy. And he says, we're going we're gonna to be as stubborn as you are. It's like, okay, Dan, bring it. Just go ahead and bring it. Bring it to me. Because, you know what, that's not a way to influence friends and win over your enemies. That's not a way at all. You think you hold the power of the purse and the strings and the power strings, but all you've done is you've threatened the 20 block, the block of 20 that is standing in the way of your goals. And here is the crux of it. All of these people that are voting, they, they say they always like to cite the Freedom Caucus. Well, half of the Freedom more than half the Freedom Caucus supports McCarthy. It's like that's because they're afraid to deviate from McCarthy because they're afraid that McCarthy's going to win and then their political career's next to over. That's what they're afraid of. And Hannity, he's, he's too, too dumb to know or too ignorant to know, or shilling for McCarthy so much that he doesn't even want to, to address that concern with, when he interviewed Laura, Laura, Lauren Bobart last night. So we're going to play the clip, and you're going to hear it. All she was trying to say is, it's not the, the Freedom Caucus is not overwhelmingly supporting McCarthy. They're afraid because McCarthy is threatening them. And these threats are very dangerous. And we, we are, you know, there's a lot of people that are afraid to lose their committee assignments or th- to, th- they won't get funding because, let's face it, the Speaker of the House controls funding to candidates. And unless you have that endorsement or that funding, you won't win in two years. You'll be out on the street. Just look at the way they treated Blake Masters and then look at the way they treated Lisa Murkowski. And every, look, Donald Trump won more votes for the Republican Party than any other Republican candidate in the history of Republicans, ever. This party is now Trump's party. This party, so long as he doesn't blow it, but this party, but I'll tell you why Trump did what he did, too. Um, and I don't like it, but I'm going to tell you what, what what's at stake there. Um, but this party is not an establishment elite party. This party, the Republican Party, is an America first, make America great again party. Whether Trump knows it or not. Whether Trump is on board with that message or not. Now you say, well, he created it, he invented it. Yeah, but that doesn't make him whole. No, but his policies were correct, and we support him for it. And I, he still has my support. But I will tell you that his endorsement of McCarthy 
was basically throwing that block of 20 under the bus, those deplorables, according to Dan Crenshaw, under the bus. Those J6 people went to bat for Donald Trump. And have you ever seen Donald Trump going to bat for them? I've seen Julie, Julie, um, uh, the reporter from the America, uh, America Greatness, Julie Kelly. She came out. She she's been a, a big supporter, not making any money off of it. I mean, making some money, but you know, really going to bat for the J six people. Somebody has to do it. But it wasn't Donald Trump. Donald Trump just basically, you know, took what he could out of the J6 event and then left town and never looked back at the people rotting in jail, not lobbying for them, not holding press conferences, not drawing attention to it. He didn't do that. And the same thing is true right now. There's a block of 20 that could have really used his support. And it would have made it. It would have been a game changer, because McCarthy would have then had to go. But Trump was afraid that McCarthy had no chance of losing, and he bet on McCarthy because he needs the establishment elite support in addition to the grassroots mega support to win his next election. And frankly, that's his play. He's he's playing both sides because he doesn't want to alienate. He doesn't want to alienate Jim Jordan or Kevin McCarthy because they're powerful players that control the purse strings in the Republican Party. Their endorsements and their support goes a long way in the primary. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. But that's not what was needed here. I think that Trump made a mistake here. And let's face it, you know, I don't, I've had people, when I bring this up, they say, well, it's 4D chess. 40 chess is over. Trust me, we lost. 40 chess is over. We lost. There's no such thing as 40 chess. The fact is, is that Trump made some bad hires. Trump made bad hires with Dan Coates, with Gina Haspel, with Christopher Ray, with Bill um, Barr, and I could probably go on and list a whole bunch of others. He aligned himself with Lindsey Graham in the campaign because Lindsey Graham basically controlled the votes uh, over in the Senate for his impeachment. And so he needed to give something to Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham got something back from Trump. But it all started when the election rigging happened in 2018 and the Democrats took the House and was able to impeach Trump on a you know, for sneezing incorrectly. I mean, it was a ridiculous political, politicized impeachment. The Democrats stooped to the lowest of lows. Like, there has never been, the historic low in Congress is the meaningless, pitiful impeachments that came out of the House from the Democrats. That was ridiculous. But what that did is, you know, their impeachment was not worth the paper that it was printed on. But what it did was it gave Lindsey Graham leverage in an election year. And Donald Trump took that leverage and kept his kept kept the votes in the Senate 
to avoid getting kicked out of office by the Senate. But it would have also been political suicide for Lindsey Graham as well, and he knows it. So, you know, it's an ugly business. What can I say? Strange bedfellows and all that. But I was not happy when I read this. Um, So Donald Trump says, some really good conservatives took place last night. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I misread that. Some really good conversations took place last night. And it's now time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin. Close the deal, take the victory, and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California, the only speaker in U.S. history to have lost the House twice. Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a... Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. Well, that's what he said. And people are not too happy about that uh, because he basically threw that block of 20 under the bus. He threw David under the bus fighting Goliath. That's not cool in my book. That's just not cool. I said Trump is playing for the establishment like realizing that McCarthy is going to win speaker. Um, I said, Trump is playing for the establishment, likely realizing that McCarthy is going to win speaker. So he's taking the road that benefits him at the expense of the 20 patriots who will now be punished for taking a stand. I don't think that's cool. Do you? I don't think that's right. I said this, I tweeted this out. I said the speaker should have an overwhelming uh, should have overwhelming support or step aside. McCarthy does not have a consensus and this should be the standard. There are plenty of quality people capable of effectively leading the house. Why in the world is it only McCarthy? Is is where did, what gave him the monopoly on this? Jen, uh, Jameson Ellis said this. I thought this was Jenna Ellis, actually, but it's Jameson Ellis. Okay, he says, if I had been elected to Congress over Dan Crenshaw, I'd be standing with Chip Roy, Lauren Bobart, Paul Gozar, Matt Gates, Scott Perry, and Byron Donalds, and the rest of those fighting to keep power out of the hands of someone who will vote with Democrats 50% of the time. And it's not like the block of 20 is asking for that much. It's not. Um, it says here, Chip Roy wrote this out. It was a really good tweet. He says, Restore Article 1, legislate. Stop spending money we don't have. Repeal executive overreach. End reliance on judicial policymaking. Defund woke, defund woke entrenched bureaucrats, empower states, agree to disagree, a Republican, republic if you can keep it. Okay. All right. So that's the thing. And then Matt Gates wrote this. McCarthy is losing it. This was last night. He texted one of my colleagues who didn't vote for him. I am ready to fund an endless war. I am assuming this is in addition to the Ukraine war. Yeah, it is. And then there's a picture of... Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates talking. 
And I said, oh, to be a fly on the wall, to listen to what deal GOP leader told his minion, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, to tell Representative Matt Gates. It seems odd our GOP establishment acts like Kevin McCarthy is the only one who can serve as speaker when so many inside and outside of the Washington can do the, be- the job better. And I'm talking, they could even nominate, and Lauren Bobart said she might even consider it. It was a surprise when Byron Doug, Donalds was listed yesterday, as opposed to Jim Jordan, who didn't want the job. And so they can make a deal. And McCarthy, I think, has more pressure because he needs to realize he doesn't have the votes. And he is just as responsible for dragging this through. You don't want to have a divided caucus. You want to have someone that the entire caucus supports. And guess what? It's never, ever, ever going to be Kevin McCarthy. So the more he stays determined to stand his ground, the more his leadership score goes down because he's not acting like a leader. And he's not even acting like a fighter. Because everyone knows he's a sellout. Another day, another lie from Kevin McCarthy, says Matt Gates. Just weeks ago, Kevin McCarthy promised me and the entire House Republican caucus that he wouldn't seek Democrat votes to secure the speakership. In fact, his people said it was a doomsday scenario if this were to happen. Of course, I said this yesterday. That's more than likely what he's going to stoop to. Just in, The Hill says, The Hill. Kevin McCarthy has begun talks with Democrats about a deal to support a consensus candidate for speaker or hold out for voting from voting to ensure he needs to reach a lower threshold. So, you know, last night they voted to adjourn, but it was a very close race. There was a lot of dissenters on the Republican side, four. There was four. And you just knew that the Democrats wanted that so badly. They were going to have... They were going to send 12 people over to McCarthy and give McCarthy what they need. And basically, I said, you know, it's uh, it's 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 embarrassing uh, because what what has happened here is uh, right here. I said, Trump is now let's take a listen to what Lauren Bobart had to say first. And then and then I'm going to make my comment on what I tweeted about it. Let's stop with the campaign smears and tactics to get people to turn against us. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off. I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. With that, I yield. Thank you. What a bold and brave woman. And she's just a young uh a congresswoman that barely won her seat in Colorado, Lauren Bobart. But I give her a tremendous amount of uh, kudos for her courage. This is a very courageous thing, and she is showing a lot more courage and principle than Marjorie Taylor Greene is right now. I said this. I said, Trump is wrong on this one and showed he doesn't have the juice to change a single vote. He didn't. In fact, they gained one vote against his wishes. Uh, They went from 19 to 20. I encourage real Donald Trump 
at Real Donald Trump to support and help J6 victims better than he has and stand with the 20 House patriots representing the millions of people who support America First policies. See, the 20 block of people that everybody's calling troublemakers actually has the the biggest support of the people. Isn't that what our republic is about? Isn't that what it's all about? Just because the other 200 swinelet, swines or the other 200 weak or the other 200 sellouts are... Uh, have the have the uh, the majority of the votes in the Congress does not mean that the Congress is representing the will of the people, and that's why the first thing I led with today in this show was that there's a new poll out that says Ron and McDaniel only got 5.6 percent of GOP voters votes, and that was a big poll over a thousand GOP voters, well over. And so what I'm saying is. Just because the RNC thinks McDaniels is the right person for the job, only 5.6% of the American uh, Republican base thinks that McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniel are doing a good job, and they want change. So the, the block of 20 is standing for the people, and the block of 200 that are supporting McCarthy and jo- Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and all these others and the entire Fox and Friends panel, the only person uh, that supports, that, that, that basically is speaking with some sort of rationale is Tucker Carlson. But in any case, and I, and I, um, I just wanted to reiterate that, that, that um, don't think for one second they don't have the majority. They, they have the majority with the people where it counts, where it's important. That's important. So here's a a little open from Tucker Carlson. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, here's the latest summarized. Kevin McCarthy badly wants to be the next Speaker of the House, but as of tonight, he is not going to be. He doesn't have the votes. It's not a question of who's good or who's bad, who's well-intentioned, who's not. It's a question of simple electoral math, something that Kevin McCarthy is highly familiar with since he does this for a living. At this point, as of right now, facing that mathematical reality, Kevin McCarthy has two choices. He can either step aside and let somebody else do the job, acknowledging in the process that he is not the only person in Congress capable of being speaker, or he can try and win over the people who oppose him, as you traditionally do in elections. Or you've got reservations about Kevin McCarthy? You don't want to be ruled by a man who wears Ukrainian flag lapel pin and lives with Frank Luntz? No problem. We get it. (laughs) That's all that needs to be said right there. I could stop that recording right there. All right. So here is an interesting interview with Sean Hannity and Lauren Bobart. Sean Hannity, I've lost so much. He's lost my respect uh, completely. I I never use his clips. I, I think he's an establishment type of Republican. He's been that way for a long time, and it's nothing new. But this was a this was just a poor display um, from a young woman, Congressman Lauren Bobart, goes on his show as a guest, and what happens is Sean Sean Hannity forgets 
that he is a report journalist. He forgets that he has a show and that Lauren Bobart is the newsmaker. Okay? So when she comes on, ask her a question, she'll give you an answer, and that's that. But don't try to act like you somehow know more. Sean Hannity, because he's got some inside connections, it's gone to his head. He seems to be acting like he's more of an authority about the inner workings of what's going on. Maybe it's because he's having all kinds of lunches. There's pictures of him with hanging out with Don Lamont and, uh, and uh, the creepy lawyer, um, Avenatti, partying with these guys, you know? He's he's just a bad apple. And, you know, I'm sick and tired of Sean Hanley at this point. But the fact of the matter is, is that um, he's he's good friends with Paul Ryan. And Paul Ryan works as on the board a very significant, very significant way with Fox News. And they all kiss the ring of the rhinos over at Fox News. And it's just terrible. And the only one that's bucking the system is Tucker Carlson. And Tucker Carlson's not always been, you know, where he is today. I think that he has evolved as he has learned. And, um, but, you know, Hannity's gone pretty much in the wrong direction. Well, let's take a listen to this. This is just a terrible display of, of journalism. And he mistreated Lauren Bobart. Calls, says, accuses her of filibustering when it's him that's talking over his guest. So you and others fought hard for a motion to vacate with only five Republicans able to trigger that 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 motion. Uh, Kevin McCarthy didn't want to give it to you, but he did give it to you in the end. To me, that's kind of an insurance so, Sean, policy. I, Can I finish? But he didn't all the way. He did Wait not. Sure. He, he gave you what you asked for. And one of the things that I've been not. asking people, I'm asking you tonight, who is your final choice for speaker? And if you can't get more than, let's say, 30 votes, will you follow your own advice uh, that you are asking Donald Trump and withdraw? So he doubles down on that same question, the whole thing, because he realizes that's his only angle. If you're a chess player, or you're any kind of strategic person. Uh, he knows that's the angle that, beat, that, that wins it for him. So what he's trying to do right there is he's trying to beat Lauren Bobart up, just trying to beat her up, trying to embarrass her, trying to ruin her. And so he's asking this triangulated question, which the question itself is flawed because it's not about it's 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 about what I said earlier. It's about the fact that we, the people have about five point six support percent support for McCarthy and McDaniel, and McConnell. And that we, the people, should be represented. And that just because they're, they have a 200 to 20 lead, it's because of fear and pressure and threats. It's not for any other reason. And we don't want a system like that. We don't want the same kind of losing record we've had in the past. And it's not about whether or not you get more votes. It's about a consensus. We need a speaker that's loved by the entire caucus, not just two thirds of the caucus. Let's continue. There are certainly names that are be- being floated around. And hey, maybe I should nominate President Donald J. Trump tomorrow. But Sean, I, I did watch your show last night. Is this a game show? Like we're going to pick on this motion. 
Did, do we're going to no, no, no. pick Jim no, no. Jordan Listen, one day, Donald the other day, Trump the next on day? This motion to vacate because he did not give us this motion to vacate. I'm showing there's a, a, a whole consensus of other candidates. But I'm, not, I'm trying to understand but how you're thinking This motion here. to vacate, Sean, you need to understand that that Kevin McCarthy did not give us my hard red line. He fought and for this it. is a century old, a centuries. No, he did not. No, he, well, I know that he made the that promise. That was written by Thomas Jefferson. I know he made the promise because. With five members, Sean, with five members, not that's one right, member five. to offer the okay. motion to vacate. So and my question is this. Nancy Pelosi's you haven't precedence. answered my question. So if you have. You cannot yesterday you supported, yesterday you supported and Jordan. Want less Today you're supporting Sean. Donald. That's not the way this Donald's. works. We need a check and a balance on the third in line. Who to the is your fight? Let's well, have Sean, a final answer. Want Who unity. do you want to well, be Speaker you know, of the House? For the conference to decide. We need to come together. Who do you want? I'm asking is. who you want. What does it look like? Life after Kevin. We need I would to like find to know. somebody who can actually uni unify the Republican Party. I have offered. I, I would like to know. Let some other folks start offering. There are two hundred. And three people, point. and you have 20. I respect the 20 of you. I respect all of you. But I'm asking you, based Thank on your own words, you as well. who is your final? Let's have a final answer. Who do you want? Who will you only support to be speaker? That's not that hard. I am willing to have conversations with the Republican conference to come up with a consensus candidate. We are offering people right now. It doesn't have to be a member of the Freedom Caucus. It doesn't even have to be a solid half, conservative. By the way, more, but we have more than to have half the Freedom Caucus supports McCarthy. So you have don't have, have you don't even have a name. Because there, and we're now going into day three. Afraid. When you are threatened by committee chairmen oh, to gosh. not be placed by steering members. Right, let me ask uh, a final question. If your final, if your final candidate on a committee, and then Kevin McCarthy affirms that, that's a scary place to be. We are here to legislate. We are here to get the country back on track. And when tell. you have people making threats like that, it's difficult to make that decision. But we are going to get there. I am fine doing this. We're in day two. It's okay. The government isn't spending um, money sending it to Ukraine, so the American taxpayers are certainly winning. This will, um, politically, but, you know, boy, Hannity didn't like. Like that he loves money going to Ukraine, right? Congresswoman, you agree, and I agree on most things. We don't disagree on many yes, things. Yes, Sean. And and Correct. I I do have respect and for I you, but I think history will but show however, that I'm on the right side of this, Sean. How, how, well, you you can believe you're in your position, but I'm using your words. You said to President Trump, you said we're well, very clear. He doesn't have two hundred and eighteen, so you need to ask him to withdraw. If by Friday you and your group of twenty don't have a name with 30 votes, is it time for you to withdraw? And if not, why do you support a double standard? Last question. Kevin McCarthy does not have 218 votes. Kevin McCarthy and you will have, not and be you speaker. And you have 20. I, Kevin I asked McCarthy you a very specific question. If by Listen, Friday when we, when we you get don't this have right, 30. I will not, Sean. I will not withdraw. Our asks were, were not petty of Kevin McCarthy. They were not self-serving. We simply were asking for commitments on what the American people want to see. They want to see a vote on term limits, a vote on the Texas border plan to secure the southern you, border. Congress and for crying out loud, Sean, we asked for a vote on a budget that actually balances. Imagine... Imagine a Congress that stops so spending you money only that have we don't 30 have. People we are going to get this right, you. and we are going to get the right speaker, Sean. If you only have 30, to be clear, you will not withdraw. 30 is going to be a beautiful number to But you're to telling reach. Kevin McCarthy and the, and the 203 people that support him to withdraw because they don't have 218. That's what you're saying. 
Look, it's obvious by tonight's motion to adjourn that Kevin McCarthy and his supporters are already getting you, voter fatigue. And I, 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 I asked I'm you a simple it. question, Congresswoman. I, I, you know, I feel like I'm getting a, a liberal I'm not going an to answer from a Kevin liberal. McCarthy, Sean. You know, Hannity sounds like a liberal, and he should just shut his mouth and let her speak when he asks a question. Okay, so even if you only have 30 votes, Kevin McCarthy. you will not abide by what you told President standing, Trump to which abide I don't believe by. I, I got be, it. I feel I like we've made progress. Not, look, I love President Trump. You're not going to turn me on him. You're not going to pit him against me. Not trying to pit him you. against you. President That's Trump. what you said to and him. I am standing. I have You're seen the, one the that broken said it to trust. Him. I have seen the lack of accountability. Well, we are we are getting phone calls saying that we need to stop this. Kevin does not right. have the votes for speaker. I got it. Period. Thank we need you. to find a consensus candidate, get this right, and get our country back on track. Thanks so much, Sean. Who the heck does that dweeb Hannity think he is? Acting like a big shot like that, like a mob, mafia boss. I mean, it's pathetic. Um, man, you know, the guy has lost his marbles. Sean Hannity should be ashamed of himself for acting like a moron, not recognizing that GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, who walks around with a Ukrainian handkerchief stuffed in his pocket, is bullying those with threats who reject his nomination as speaker. That's what I tweeted to that video, that audio. Here's another interview. Uh, I haven't even, I'll be honest, I haven't heard this one. Matt Gates tweeted this out. We're not trying to dictate terms. We represent our constituents. Kevin McCarthy has no ideology. He's a vessel through which lobbyists and special interests operate. My team are the people in Florida who sent me here to fight for them. Let's take a listen to this. uh, Let's bring in Florida Republican Congressman-elect Matt Gates. Congressman, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Kevin McCarthy tonight did not want to hold a vote in the House because he believes he might be getting closer. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Well, there's a reason Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to continue having votes, and it's because with each vote, he seems to be decreasing in his vote share, and we've only increased with votes in our vote share in opposition to Kevin McCarthy. We suspect that that trend is likely to continue, and I think this ends one of two ways, Trace. Either Kevin bows out, realizing there's no path for him to become Speaker of the House, even if he picks up one or two or three or five of the 20 who have opposed him half a dozen times on the floor, or he essentially has to wake up, bring the House into session, and put on a straitjacket with a rules package that we've presented to him that doesn't allow a lot of discretion for the Speaker of the House. The reason we've demanded that is that we do not trust Kevin McCarthy, and it's not a small body of work. The guy's been in leadership in Washington, D.C. for 14 years, and this town needs to change, and we're going to change it one way or the other, either by changing out the Speaker or by having the most fundamental rewrite of the rules in really uh, my lifetime. There seems to be a lot of confusion, though, about exactly what this group of 20 wants. You say rules changes. A lot of people have said a lot of different things. Is there something specific, Congressman, that you want that would gain uh, your vote to Kevin McCarthy if that thing was fulfilled? 
Well, I'm not voting for Kevin McCarthy, but there are some of the 20 who I suspect might if we got control of the Rules Committee and the Appropriations Committee in the hands of folks that don't vote for bad rules and bad appropriations bills. Remember, before this last omnibus, Kevin McCarthy was paving the way for some of the worst legislation, driving our country deeper into debt and borrowing against the futures of the next generation. And so if we got control of those key committees in the hands of conservatives, I think there are some of the 20 who might vote for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, if things stand as they are, I would suspect that the opposition will only grow. Yeah, you've got people like former Congress. That's interesting. Okay, so what he said was, um, if they get some con- concessions, uh, there might be some of the 20 that break over to McCarthy today, right? But he's never going to do it. And I guarantee you, they only need about four or five. Bobart's never going to do it. Gates is never going to do it. Chip Roy may or may not do it. I'm not sure. But, you know, we don't know, you know, but it very well could be that that if there's 20, 10 break away and then you have 10 to block. Right. At that point, you say, okay, let's get another leader. Now, the reason why this is so interesting is because there is a block and Kevin McCarthy made promises to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and other um, sellouts. And so they basically um, said, you could get this committee chair, you'll get this sweet deal. And he's made so many promises to gain his stronghold and luck that they're never going to want to deviate from McCarthy because they got a deal with McCarthy, right? I got a good deal with McCarthy. He gave me a whole bunch of promises. If I... Uh, agree with the, the the block of 20 to to switch names from McCarthy to anybody else on earth, anybody else on the entire earth can be speaker and I could be speaker. But the point is, is that they're not going to get that deal. And so everything that they've kind of double trenched in on, like Dan Crenshaw or whoever, they're they're basically... They're not going to give up that sweet deal that they got from McCarthy. Once they do, they no longer have the cushy deal. Not only that, but one of the consensus is going to be that the twenty, the block of twenty, is going to be assured uh, that they're not that no zero rep, uh, retribution. Right? That's the other impact of it. So that's where we are right now, and and so there are people that are um, part of this block of 20 that know that there's going to be retribution. And so therefore, the damage is already done. McCarthy already has the bloody nose. He's already, they already know he's going to retaliate. There's going to be retribution. So they're never going to want to put their enemy into power, ever, you see. So it's got to be somebody else at this point because the blood has already been spilled. Congressman Trey Gowdy, who said he called this opposition a clown show on national television. The former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, has said that you are holding the House hostage. What is your response to that type of criticism? 
Well, Trey Gowdy would know something about clown shows. That's probably how a lot of us would categorize the Benghazi hearings that resulted in people screaming at each other in a big report, but no real accountability. Uh, I remember the Trey Gowdy who went on your network as a congressman and said that he'd reviewed what had gone on with the FBI and the Department of Justice and that they had done nothing wrong and that actually the American people would be happy of what they were looking at with President Trump. We now, of course, know that to be false, and even Trey Gowdy has expressed regret about that. So I don't exactly take uh, a lot of armchair quarterbacking from uh, someone who during his time in Congress wasn't among the fighters. Uh, Representative-elect Mike Lawler said the following. Listen, and I'll get your response. The people who are voting against Kevin McCarthy in the Republican conference are aiding Joe Biden, aiding Hakeem Jeffries, and aiding Chuck Schumer. How can you come together and do what you promised the American people you would do as Republicans after this kind of chaotic House speakership vote. Well, I think the world of Mike Lawler, he's a terrific representative and he's going to do a great job for the people of New York. But I wouldn't exactly call this like insurmountable chaos. Keep in mind, Trace, I mean, there are days in the United States Congress where the only vote that happens is to rename one post office. So if we could do that for a day, if there are days where all we vote on are how we are going to take the next vote, then maybe taking two or three days or several weeks to select the person who is second in line to the presidency is worth our debate and deliberation. And after that, absolutely, we will come together. I have every confidence that we'll be able to come together and we'll actually be an effective fighting force if we're able to get rid of Kevin McCarthy and get somebody like a Jim Jordan, a Byron Donalds in that speaker's chair. And, and what do you say to those who say, why is this group of 20 so convinced that they should be listened to and that they should control the narrative and the process when 202 other uh, GOP House members believe in a totally different way? Well, Trace, I have to correct you there. It's only 201 now. You're referencing an earlier vote for Kevin McCarthy, but actually Congresswoman Victoria Sparts voted present. So again, his number continues to drop, may end up under 200 tomorrow. We're not trying to dictate terms. We represent our constituents. Look, part of the group think of Washington, D.C. is you come here and you've just got to give the lobbyists your vote card and the leadership your calendar and everything will be okay. Kevin McCarthy has no ideology. Even his own supporters would admit that in private. He is simply a vessel through which lobbyists and special interests operate. So it's not that we're not being team players. It's just that my team are the people in Florida who sent me here to fight for them. My team is not the assembly of groupthink that occurs inside the swamp. we got to drain this swamp. We shouldn't put one of the alligators in charge. Thank you very much, Matt Gates. And here's uh, Matt Gates at the end of the night last night in some way to try to divide our conference. But look, he's a desperate guy whose vote share is dropping with every subsequent vote, and I'm ready to vote all night, all week, all month, and never for that person. So I'll tell you what, and never for that person. And heads back to his squatting in the speaker's office, which why is he even allowed to be there? Like, is there some basis in law or statute or rule for someone who comes in second place in six consecutive speaker races to be able to... Yeah, that's a good question. So Chip Roy was uh, hijacked by a reporter, and he retweeted this. Even though it was a hostile reporter, I think he gave a great account of himself. Um, but, Congressman, is it better to not have a speaker at all and to not have a functioning house than— Let me ask you a question. Do you think anybody in America right now is like, oh, my God, there's not a speaker, right? Because what is it? somebody who lives right now in, like, Des Moines, Iowa, and they're, they're going to their job, they're going to school— 
oh no, 24 hours without a speaker in the house. Like we're a body, we can go past motions, we can do whatever. If there's an emergency, we can do whatever we need to. But we're having a debate, it's healthy to have that debate. The institution needs to change and that's why we're having the debate. So you don't think Americans care that there's not a speaker of the house right now? I think Americans want us to change the way everything works or doesn't work. And I think they're patient enough to uh, wait out a day or two for us to do what needs to be done to make things actually function. I really like that response. You know, he's been very level-headed. Let's take a listen to another Chip Roy clip. It's not an ideological purity test. This is with Laura Ingram. And again, listen to Laura Ingram's and, you know, kind of like you could tell she's on the side of Kevin McCarthy. Just embarrassing. It's not an ideological purity test. This isn't about Kevin, right? This is about all of the assertions being made by Kevin's camp. When I hear assertions, it says, oh, they gave you everything you wanted. Laura, hold on a second. What, 72 hours to read a bill? That's already the rule, and it gets waived. You know how it gets waived? Because the rules committee is chock full of a bunch of establishment people who say, oh, whatever we need to do to jam through the big spending bill that Mitch McConnell just sent to us. Look, when the leadership actually votes with the minority, votes with the Democrats, to steamroll Republicans, which is the past history of our Republican leadership, then maybe we should do something different. It's not an ideological purity test. This isn't a- Actually, that's, I heard the a longer version of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's just Fox News has really kind of turned on the American people a bit on this uh, whole thing. But, um, you know, uh, there was a... I was thinking about playing this. This uh, clip I have is is actually just too long. Um, yeah, all right, so we're going to go without that one. But it was a Chip Roy clip on the floor. But, you know, what we have in store for us today is going to be interesting because um, it really is about this this whole thing about the speaker. It's true. They spend a whole day voting for the, you know, the name on the U.S. Post Office. Uh, so they're just drumming this up insincere. It's insincere, the argument's from the McCarthy side. I think at this point, McCarthy should have just as much pressure as the block of 20, the the 20 block. Uh, the, he should have just as much, just as much, uh, you know, just as much pressure on him to say, you know what, there's got to be somebody else. I think what they really need to do is caucus and come up with a consensus name. And it cannot be Kevin McCarthy And there shouldn't be promises made for votes because isn't that what, you know, election fraud is is all about? Buying the ballot, you know, um, all of these things, you know, this pay to play stuff in Washington's got to stop. And that's why I stand with the Matt Gates block of 20 and I stand opposed. I reject uh, the leadership of Kevin McCarthy because I think it's time for change. And I think that the polls also reflect that. So thank you all for listening today to The Scott Adams Show. Uh, be sure to check out org to support America First policies to make America great again. This show is part of the support. So when you donate to MAGAPAC, you're really donating to keep this show afloat and also Red State Talk Radio. Please use Red State over at MyPillow as your promo code, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Stay on the mounds getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.